morning we're going to be going to be preaching on the presence of God. What a fitting song I chose this morning because the presence of the Lord is real, it's tangible, it's powerful. It's something that we all experience or can experience or should experience. And this morning I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask some people what the presence of the Lord means. Who wants to be first? Okay, Donnie, what does the presence of the Lord mean to you? Okay, uh, the presence of the Lord means to me peace, love, and joy, and healing, and everything good. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Dana, I know you want to talk. You're related to your mother. <laughs> and you. <laughs> um, I think understanding presence of the Lord, understanding. Anybody else? <laughs> um, just, just a peace, a peace and, and no worries at all. For me, I would have to say redemption. It means walking in communion with God and in His perfect will. Amen. Amen. Presence. Blessed, blessed peace. No fear, just calmness and just knowing that He's taking care of everything. There are no wrong answers, I don't think. Uh, hope. Oh, okay. Pastor preached that message last week on hope. Uh, peace. Yes. Amen. Happiness. Yeah. Uh, I would say walking around with a big smile on your face. Hey, hey, here you go. That's part of that joy. Uh, I would say my salvation. Protection. can be destroyed, yokes can be destroyed, and we can receive peace and joy. That's good. Amen. <laughs> A sense of calm and knowing that where God is, everything is right. Johnny? I feel it be the presence of the Holy Spirit and walking in it. Raise your hand if you want anybody else to talk. Come on, Jeff. I, I, I know you got something to say. That all-consuming power that just envelopes us and guides us every day. Amen. He should write greeting cards for a living. Anybody else? Okay. Brenda? The presence of the Lord is when you meet somebody who's hurting and he gives you the words to say to comfort them. Amen. Well, I see you all hold your hand. You don't want to. You don't want to talk, do you? 
for me it's his peace that passes all understanding. Amen. Yep. Happiness, joy, strength, power. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else? All right. I make it. Eternal life. Amen. That's true. That's true. Eternal life. I'm sure glad I lost 110 pounds. Makes it easier to get up them stairs. Well, I used to have a hard time being out of breath time I got back up. Well, those answers are all great. And you know, one of the 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 whole the thread that ran through everybody's almost was everybody's was peace. And that is a very important thing. We live in a very unpeaceful world. I want to uh, create a hunger in the message this morning. In the name of the title be a, a hunger or an appetite for God's presence. I want to create an atmosphere this morning to where that you want to be in God's presence more than you ever have been before after we leave this service. And I pray that the, the Lord will do this. Father, right now I pray, Lord, during this time of ministry, God, as I preach your word, I pray for the anointing, power of the Holy Ghost upon me, upon the ears for those to hear what you would have to say through me. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I want to create a hunger in you. I want you to be thinking about food. I know it's not hard for most of us to do to think about food. When you're cooking a turkey or you're frying some chicken or you're going to a restaurant, I used to work in a restaurant for 25 years, I understand smells. Smells linger on you. I said this before when my wife was pregnant with our daughter 37 years ago, that she'd make me go in the garage and take my clothes off and change clothes before I got in the house because all the smell of the food was on me and made her throw up. So I had to do that, but this, the, the appetite I want to create for you this morning is an appetite of smelling and tasting and a visual sense of, of food. I'm going to relate this because we can all relate to food. Are you anybody hungry? Amen. Are you hungry for God or are you, are you hungry for food? Both, okay. Amen. Well, hopefully you'll be filled by the time you leave here. It's up to the Holy Spirit and you. When I was working in the food business, I would, we, we tasted the food and we smelt the food and we, uh, we, we, we the, the aroma as it was cooking, I cooked for many years and I remember the aroma coming up off that big old pot and, and the soups and the smells and the delicious uh, beef that was cooking and cooking on the charbroiler grill, and and then uh, cooking vegetables, and smelling the green beans cooking, and all these things. And then, of course, my favorite part of all of it was get down a little further where the bread was. I used to bake bread, and the, the smell of that was so rich, and I can still smell that bread as I was baking it. And the pies we'd bake, and and those delicious sweet things that make you fat. Oh used to make a lot of them and cook and bake them and, and taste of them and, and uh, I was terrible I had pie for breakfast 
And I got to thinking about pie. What's it made out of? Flour, sugar, eggs. Hmm, that sounded like a donut to me. But I would, I would, I would really enjoy the, the taste of the food. And, and I'm relating this to the fact that the, the, the presence of the Lord is tangible. It's something that we can experience. You can, you can feel the presence of the Lord. It's something that we take with us. It's something that we, we have. And there's always uh, a desire to be in God's presence. I'm going to say this, is we need to have a desire to be in God's presence, not his presence or his gifts. P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, like gifts. We need to have a desire to be in God's presence, not just his presence or his gifts and the present. Got that? One more time. We need to have a desire to be in God's presence, not seeking his presence, and we need to be right now in the presence. We need to be seeking God's hand, face and not his hands. You know, there's a difference between seeking God's face and his hands. A lot of times we go to the Lord and say, I need, I need, I need, I need, and pretty soon you think you got that need a disease. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. But if we'll seek his face, God will bless us. First Chronicles 16, 11. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Continually. Seek his face continually. Second Chronicles 7.14. This is a scripture you've heard a hundred times and you've read it a lot of times. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face or my presence, turn away from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sins and heal their land. How many know right now we need a healing in our land? Amen? My, my. I'm not going to go into politics this morning because if I do, I'll make some mad, I'll make some glad. So uh, one of the things you got to be careful with in politics is there are two sides, and sometimes there's three, and then there's Donald Trump. Just joking. Um, our country needs to be healed. We need to pray for our country. One of the things that I, I know that God in his sovereignty does, he, he, he knows what's going to happen before it happens. But we also know when a storm comes that we are having enough wisdom to pray for that storm not to come to our house. And I believe with all my heart, and my wife and I have been talking about this and she's been praying for our, our world, our nation that we are on the threshold of first of all Jesus coming back, hallelujah praise God and, and the, second of all we are walking around in this uh, world trusting God totally trusting him we, we cannot trust in the government I don't care who the president is it don't make any difference. It's good that some are, are, are have agendas and things they do, and some agendas are bad, but we know that God's agenda is to protect, bless, help us, encourage us, and heal us. 
We need, and I need, a close encounter of the God kind in our life. We need to, we need to really realize that we live in a, 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 ble, a unblessed, uh, really, uh, world, a messed up, a, a, a world that's upside down that really needs God's presence this morning. And we need to be in God's presence. Uh, the only way we're going to make it, I believe with all my heart, is to stay in his presence and to stay in, in trusting him and believing that he is the one who is in charge and not try to put our faith in believing in a man. Psalms 9.3, When mine enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. A lack of presence, there's a void that will be filled. Now, when I was doing some security work for years, uh, and I know that Robert does security work, and if you've ever been in security work, one of the things they teach you and tell you is it may not look like you're doing much where you're at, but there's a presence when you're there. I worked for a church for nine years in doing security and it was interesting that whenever we were not present in a certain place, there seemed to be a, a sense of uh, uh, problems, but not because of me, but when we stepped in as a uniformed officer, we stepped in and there seemed to be a somewhat of a calming and also of a place where people would say, okay, uh, I know that they're here watching over me, and in this crazy mixed-up world, I never know what's going to happen, but I see a presence of someone there, and that presence, believe me, the enemy knows when you're not the presence, you're not there. And I'm not going to go into politics again, but I'm going to say there's reasons why that the enemy with Al-Qaeda, ISIS, ISIL, or all the different names it has, it's still the devil. And there's a reason why that those are coming up against us is because of the vacancy of military and security showing our enemy, uh, come on in. But when, you, when there's a presence there, the enemy like wants to attack us, the presence right there is before and the enemy said, hmm, I think I better not get in this presence because I don't like the presence that person's in. Psalms 140.13, Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell or live in your presence. God's presence is where prayers are heard. God's presence is where prayers are heard. I believe if we step into God's, spend time in God's presence, the character comes through from him in our attitudes. You know, I, I went to a restaurant. Actually, I wasn't there at this one, but I heard a story of a guy who went to a restaurant, and the, the, uh, the customer was extremely nasty and just was hollering and making all kinds of a scene, terrible scene. Uh, and this poor girl behind the counter uh, was being just really, really in tears. She was so so upset the way she's been treated. 
And this pastor, after he made his order and made his stink, pastor came up to the young lady that's just trying to make a living, you know, going through all that problems that she went through with this mean guy. He says to her, I, I appreciate you being here just today and I appreciate you working hard and I appreciate you uh, helping me in my order you're going to be taking and smiled at her real big. Well, the atmosphere in her uh, countenance on her face totally changed because there was a presence of joy. There was a presence of peace. There was a presence of caring and loving. And this, this, this guy that went on, sit down, and as this guy was talking, this pastor was talking to her, the whole entire atmosphere of the restaurant changed because of one person speaking kind words and showing love. And the way we think about things or respond and handle situations, I don't believe the guy that was mean was in the right spirit and didn't, he wasn't in the right presence. Maybe he wasn't in the right presence of mine. We're able to take God's presence with us. Isn't that great that no matter where we go, that God's presence there? My dad said we had served in World War II in Okinawa, Japan. He said, when I was over there, God's presence was there. When I came back to the United States, God's presence was there. Thank God that his presence goes with us. It's always abiding in us. Matthew 28, 20, teach them to observe all things whatever to command you, and I command you, and lo, I will be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. I heard a story about a guy one time. He was sent off to go to a business meeting, and he, uh, they asked him to fly to this destination. And he says, no, he says, I don't like to fly. He said, I'm afraid of flying. He said, I'll just take my car and I'll just drive. And he said, uh, the, the, his boss said, well, now, wait a minute. I'm going to pay for your ticket. He said, it's not a matter of money. He said, why are you afraid of flying? He said, well, I read in the Bible that, lo, I'll be with you always. So he said, I'm going to stay low. I'm not going to get high. Praise God. The word presence in the dictionary is immediate, immediately surrounding of a great person or especially sovereign, which is God. An invisible spiritual being felt nearby. I'm glad we have feelings. We don't live in golden feelings, but let me tell you what, feelings are real. Just get one hurt every once in a while and you'll know it's real. I have um, I've been in the presence of people and you've probably been in the presence of, of great people or well-known or celebrities. I believe Robert over here has been in the presence of Dolly Parton. Is that true, Dolly Parton? Who would you play drums for? Okay. You just wanted to be in the presence of Dolly Parton, didn't you? Just kidding. So you are in the presence of people who are well-known. Yeah. Has anybody else been in the presence of people well-known? You, brother? Okay. 
I won't ask who because it might be somebody you don't want to talk about anymore since you got saved. But I, I had the opportunity of many years of working at a place where it was right off the freeway, so we got a lot of uh, movie stars, uh, uh, personalities over the years, uh, uh, country stars and country and western singers, and all, all kinds of people would come in and had opportunity of visiting with them for a moment or two. And I, I got to thinking of uh, the ministries, the well-known ones, known ones I've met in the ministry, and I thought to myself, you know, they're not superstars, but they're well-known ministers. They don't have to be on TV to be well-known ministers, but uh, these ones I have met over the years working in the church, I've, I've learned to appreciate because of their how God has used them in the ministry. And, uh, but I've been in the presence of many people. And there are people I'd still like to be in the presence of. I would love to be in the presence of another president. I was in the presence once for a few minutes with uh, President Gerald Ford. Uh, I didn't have a conversation with him. I actually was watching him play golf. And other people have been around. But you know, the presence of them are so empty compared to the presence of the Lord. I have a desire to be with another president. I won't even say who. Uh, just to visit, just to say hi. But I want to be in God's presence more than any one man. Hallelujah. There is a presence. I've been in the presence of Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, the presence of God. And there's nothing like it. You can feel a certain presence when you look over a great place like the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls. Anybody ever been to those places? Grand Canyon is amazing. We lived in Arizona for years. Went there a couple of different times. And uh, the Grand Canyon is such a vast and it almost takes your breath away to see what, what this big monstrous thing that God created and how beautiful it is and the majesty of it all. But nothing on earth compares to one minute in God's presence. Nothing. At the age of 15 years old, I'd been saved for years as a kid. I think I, I remember, I guess, eight or nine. I don't remember exactly. When you're a kid, you get saved a lot of times. So, uh, But I, I did have an experience. I encountered an experience of the God kind in my own bedroom when I was listening to a record player. You know, kids said, what's a record player? Record player is a thing that's uh, black and round and it turns on a deal and music comes out. <coughs> but I was listening to this. At age 15, I didn't listen to rock and roll music. If I did, I'd probably get hit up against the head in my home because my mom and dad would not allow that kind of music. Kinder's mother uh, and the grandmother to to uh, um, Dana. Sorry, I'm, I'm not thinking. Dana's grandmother. One time, I watched my sister. I was seven years old, going back to when I was seven. My sister was 14, and she had this record on a record player, and it was not a bad song. Boy, thinking about today, that was a nice song. Wow. But my mother 
could get mad, mad. She took that record, and it wasn't one of those. It wasn't one of those soft ones, the vinyl ones. They have vinyl records. This was one of those hard ones. If you drop it, broke. My mom went over to that record player. My sister was playing this little small. What do you call them? Thirty threes, forty fives, a little small one like that. And she took that and slammed it on the counter and tore, broke it in pieces. So I knew better as seven years old to try to bring something in my mom and dad's house that wasn't at least normal. But at the age of 15, laying in my bedroom, playing this record, a guy named Roger Williams, great piano player. I remember the song. I remember the, I remember the presence of God was so strong, and I don't even remember why I was in the presence of God. All I remember is being surrounded by the Spirit and being in the presence of God so rich that as I was laying there listening to this song called Abide in Me, it's a beautiful old song, I began to feel God's presence so strong, all I could do is lay down and cry. I lay on my bed and just felt his presence so much. But the door shut and I don't even know if my mom and dad were in the other room. I don't even know if they heard the music or not. But I heard a sound. I heard a, 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 I felt the spirit. I felt a presence of God like I, I never felt before. Over 50 years ago, I now remember that just like it was today. So you may not remember the message you, you heard last week, but you will remember the experience in the presence of God. It will go with you always, the presence. In the presence of God, as many of you said, there's joy unspeakable. Psalm 16, there is a fullness of joy in his presence. There's peace that pass on understanding. Some of y'all said that. There's love without limits. Some of y'all said love. We enter into his presence by spending time with him in prayer. See, there's no shortcut to getting into God's presence. Prayer is the key. How we enter into the presence of the Lord is also through our worship. As beautiful a greater worship as y'all sound and a greater beautiful instruments play up here, from the guitar, the drums, the keyboard, and the voices that are heavenly and angelically sung. We're only in this place a short while. 20 minutes, 25 minutes of service, you're talking hour and 15 minutes or hour and a half. Each week we're only together singing and worshiping to God corporately. But I want to encourage you this morning, if you hear nothing else, what I'm saying is get into God's presence. Get into God's presence out of here. Worship ushers in the presence of God and brings us closer to Him. You see, I am guilty. You are guilty. As born-again, spirit-filled believers, we're guilty because by association that we live in a world that's not perfect. We live in a world that has all kinds of distractions. A lot of distractions. And I know sometimes my wife and I, I will confess, when you are uh, not working full time 
and you're home a lot, and and uh, you're up in years a little bit. I'm not saying I'm old, and I know my wife's not even getting close to being old, and but uh, when you're at home and you don't have kids and you're just kind of sitting around and enjoying each other, sometimes even the TV gets annoying. I remember the story of a lady who was being interviewed, and I've said this during another message once before, but it's very repeating. She said I, uh, she was, uh, just had turned 100 years old. This had been back 40 years ago. She, she'd be an old person if she was living. But she, she lived to be 100 and something years old. But at 100 years' birthday, she went on a talk show. And they asked the question, the guy asked the question, how long have you been married? And what did you do when you dated? Where did you go while you were dating? I said, well, we, my, my boyfriend and I, we usually made love in the park. And of course, you have to understand the word making love is kissing back then. Even when I was growing up, making love was kissing as much as different than today. But she's that the, it was didn't, didn't sound wrong then, 40 years ago, because it was, what did you guys do on your date? Well, we made love. Where did you go? We went to the park. What did you do at the park? We listened to music. What else did you do? We had ice cream. What else do you do? We talked. Isn't that different? That was our date. That was the way we dated. We went to the the center of town and they had a, a band come out and don't you wish you'd kind of go back there sometimes? A much simpler time. She was married, I forget how many years, I'm thinking it was 70, close to 70 years that, before her husband passed. And she says, what do you think he said, why do you think there's so many problems today in relationships and problems in marriages? And she quickly in her sharp mind at 100 years ago, old, she says, too many distractions. I mean, just like that, too many distractions. So a lot of times we are distracted from being in God's presence. I ask you today to to make room. Make room for him. I have to do the same thing. We all do. We have to make room to spend time with him. Seek his face. Sit at his feet. Wait in his presence. There's times when God will speak to us when we just don't say anything. When we just sit at his presence. Psalms 91.1 He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Your secret place. Where's your secret place? We can abide under the shadow. There's protection. See, there's protection in when we get in His peace and in His joy and His love and His presence. God longs to have fellowship with us. Again, we need to lay aside our busy schedules. I know this is the big excuse. I've used it a thousand times, and I'll probably use it again. I just don't have time. 
Not for God. That's just in general. I just don't have time. It's funny how God gives us the same amount of hours in a week, in a day, in a year, in a month. He gives us every one of us the same time. It's what we do with it. It's okay to get lost in God's presence. I have a grandson you've met, Dominic, his older brother named Bradley, William, Andrews, or it used to be, was eight years old and we were at church at Covenant, sitting towards the back at eight years old. And some of you met him here. He worked on the church and did a lot of work in here when he first started up. Good-looking boy. Eight years old, he was so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We would watch him during the praise and worship. This young man at eight years old would get lost in the Spirit. He was absolutely, we thought he was playing. We weren't exactly sure what he was doing. But he was lost in the Spirit. He was in the presence of God. May I tell you this, that these precious kids who sit on this front row and other kids are precious. They're in the presence of the Lord. It is so beautiful. I love children anyway. I can't help it. I had some and I found out they're sweet and good things to have. And I was one once myself. But I love children. They're so sweet and so, so beautiful. Now, sometimes they need a good whooping. You ever heard pastor say that, had you? He actually said whipping. I said whooping. But they are so sweet and so beautiful when they're worshiping God. It's so pure. It is so pure. They are in the presence of God. We need to have a passion for his presence. In a powerful way. Now you just feel like God is far away sometimes. Then you get back in his presence. Sometimes we walk away and we get busy doing things or we have our own agenda. Let me tell you how to stop sinning. Get in his presence. I found this out about myself. I'm not, I'm not just saying you. I don't know who you are and what you're doing at home. But I can tell you this, that if I'm in God's presence, it's hard for another presence to be in there. He, his presence supersedes any presence that I'm trying to get into. Now I choose, I can choose to sidestep and not get into God's presence or stay in God's presence or see God's face. I can do that. That's not hard. But it does take a commitment to say, I want to stay in your presence. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that you should or should not. That's up to you and the Holy Spirit. Listen to certain kinds of music, watch certain kinds of movies. That's all up to the Holy Spirit in you. But I, I, I am not a, uh, a person who is, is saying, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, because... You might say something about me, and I shouldn't be doing that. 
but really the Holy Spirit convicts. But we need to be careful in what we watch, who we're talking to, who we're listening to. I found out one thing for sure, that as long as I listen to good Christian music, that I can relate to, that I can enjoy, that I'm in the presence of the Lord, my thought pattern totally changes. But I have been one in the past who likes to get a little bit, a uh, little bit country and western music sometimes, you know. And I've met some country and western ones, and I kind of like, I kind of like the beat of it. But I, I got to listening to the words when I was younger, and I got to thinking. There's nothing really good that comes out of those songs. D-I-B-O-R-C-E, somebody's being divorced. Somebody's dog ran away. Somebody had the saddle and she took the horse. And, <laughs> you know, you get all these stupid, crazy words that are in these songs. It's like I heard a person say, if you wind the play a backwards, a country and western song backwards on the, on the CD, a record player, the, the guy gets his wife back, the, the dog comes back home, you know, he's back in love with his wife, and all these things happen. Well, you know, it's what you put in is what you get out. And I'm guilty. Hey, my wife and I are not perfect. Every once in a while we get off Dick Van Dyke and other things that are old movies. And old, uh, Donnie Nicole came over our house last night, and, and we watch old programs, don't we? Now, we watch some new ones, I'm not saying, and some of them we probably shouldn't watch. But we like old things because we don't have to worry about cuss words or, or, or nudity or anything in these. They're just good and wholesome. There are three dimensions of the presence of God. One is God's omnipresent. God is everywhere at the same time. Aren't you glad of that? In Isaiah 6.3, the whole earth is full of his glory. In Psalms 139.7, where could I go from your spirit or where could I go from your presence? The story of Jonah, no matter what Jonah did, no matter where he ran, no matter how much of a big old fish he was in the middle of, God's presence was still there. There's an indwelling presence, indwelling. God lives in us, John 15, 4 and 5. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Whoever lives in me, and I in him, bears much abundant fruit. There's very little fruit outside of God's presence that we get into. We can't bear good fruit if we get in the wrong presence. Corinthians 3.16 says that we are in the temple. We are the temple that God dwells in. Without him, we're nothing and can do nothing, and we're not complete because we depend on him every day in our lives. Thank God for that. We serve a God who is always present, always there. Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How many need more, more fruits of the Spirit? This is the abundant fruit that John was referring to. Abundant fruit in our lives. Today, are you dwelling in Him? Are you asking Him to come and take residence in your temple? He's knocking at your door today. Let Him in. God's manifest presence. God's manifest presence is in a special, a special anointing for a special task for a special time. A special time includes witnessing the lost. The presence of the anointing has, to, it has boldness to give you to have speech and to witness. Emmy went out yesterday and went out and helped with the outreach yesterday. Amen. Good, good. Awesome. Was it awesome? Great. See, the Spirit went with you. God's presence went with you. The manifest presence flows and touches lives and heals and delivers from the enemy. The book of Acts, we read it, Saul's encounter with the manifest presence of God. The Lord changed him and gave him a new name from Saul to Paul. The presence changed even his name that God gave him. Luke 9, 29, when Jesus was praying on the mountain, he was transfigured as the manifest presence came down. So that's what's going to happen. We're going to be, manifest presence is going to change us. We're going to be out of here one day. But in the meantime, let's get people saved. Think about the day that God's presence affected your life when you accepted Jesus. Wouldn't, isn't it interesting tonight that we're going to be having a cardboard testimony? I'm always amazed at seeing how the greatest miracle of all is a changed life. The greatest miracle of all is seeing what you were and what you are now. That's amazing to me. It's good to see an arm grow healings happen. It's good to see a blind eye see. Those are all things that we want to see. But when we see a life changed, there's a, everybody has a story in here. Everybody has a story. The story of redemption. In closing, I'm going to ask the uh, musicians to come. I want to read a, a, a few words to a song. I might a little bit. Thank you for asking. You may have heard this song before, before they begin to start playing. I'm going to read a little bit of words to this song. It's called In the Presence of Jehovah. Have you have heard that? In the Presence of Jehovah. The song goes in and out of situations, that tug of war at me. All day long I struggle for the answers I need. 
But when I come into his presence, my questions become clear. And in that sacred moment, no doubts can interfere. In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, troubles vanish, hearts are mended in the presence of the King. Through his love, the Lord provided a place of rest, a place to find the answers in the hour of distress. Now, there's never any reason for you to give up in despair. Just slip away and breathe his name, and you will surely find him there. And this beautiful song says, In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, Troubles vanish, hearts are mended in the presence of the King. In the presence, if you know it, sing it, of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace. Troubles vanish, hearts are mended in the presence of the king in that beautiful song hearts are mended in the presence of the king this morning as we close such a powerful song when we get in his presence things change This morning I feel his presence here, don't you? The greatest attribute of God is that he's a God of love. He loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And you think about the presence of God. And you think of where Jesus was before he took on an earthly body earthly suit and came here and ministered, lived and died. He was with his father. There was such a presence where he was because he is the presence and was the presence and was with God his father the presence. You see him one day we're going to be in God's presence. We're going to be in his presence forevermore. We're going to be spending eternity in his presence. Can you imagine how that's going to be? never out of the presence of God. Always in the presence. No distractions. Nothing coming our way to get us off track. We will live in His presence. Always.